Hey everybody and all, welcome back to another exciting episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my co-host, Paul A. Presenza, otherwise known as the Moo Cow Moo. And we've got an, a, a guest who's been on the show a good amount of times, but he's my co-host for uh, Mainstream Mondays on Horror Film Lovers, uh, and he does reviews after midnight for us on Indie Film Cafe. Please welcome John Ward. How are you doing, John? I am fine. And since uh, the type of film that we're reviewing, I used to be known as in seventh and eighth grade as the holy cow. Moo! Moo! Wow, that's funny. That's interesting. Uh, we'll get into that. Let's talk about that uh, during the, the show. <laughs> well, but... I gave myself my own nickname of Moo Fistopheles. It, it didn't stick, did it? <laughs> no. Mm, <laughs> sorry. All right. Well, uh, we're going to be talking about a little movie that was made in 2008. It's a film that uh, that was direct. Well, well, we'll get into who directed and all that stuff in a little bit. But we're talking about Sister Wrath, a.k.a. none of that, because I know it as none of that. Uh, that's how I originally that's the original title for it. And then later and mm -hmm. we'll get into that, too. Um but uh, I just wanted to just introduce this movie. This movie is going to be so much fun to talk about, I think. And there's going to be there's going to be things. And uh, but until then, let's listen to some mood music. music. And we are back. Things All and right. stuff happened. What? <laughs> Things and stuff happened. Things and stuff happened. Uh, generally, that would be the time where we would all watch the movie together. But since we're doing it through Zoom, we all watch the movie separately. And, uh, and this is a movie that you could watch with your friends, I think. Yeah, this would have been a lot more fun if it had been a group. I can understand why he originally wanted to do this in the studio with somebody because um, I, I think this would be a lot more. I think it would be a lot of fun with a group. Yeah. But uh, it was on Tubi, and it's one of the only movies that I had on my list that I wanted to do this year that was on Tubi. Mm -hmm. So I figured it was just the easier way. It's been harder to get people still to the studio. Uh, Paul's got his group of friends, but I'm really like people are reluctant to come out and do stuff with me. You know, I don't know. Maybe I put them off. I don't know. But, you know, you, you and, might have cooties. I uh, maybe. And John maybe Ward lives you, in Las Vegas, so we can't get him to come out here. All of, you know. maybe if you wore a nun outfit, that would uh, that would bring him in. Yeah, maybe. Mr. So Moody. I I thought of wearing my my priest shirt with the collar and everything on it, but since I already did that for one of our other videos, I, th I thought yeah, Damn, I've, I've got one of them too for that project that I don't think is ever going to happen. <laughs> we'll a, have a project outfit. where you play a priest, Paul. I hope so. Sure. You know, that's always been one of my one. Of I my know. Things. It's something we'll we'll make sure to do with you. You got to get your money's worth out of it. I know, seriously. All Father right. Moo, or I could be Moon Senior. All right, so we're gonna go into the background <laughs> of this film. Uh, this film was directed uh, by Richard Griffin, who John Ward may know from him because he just bought a pack of like four movies, or uh, I think it was four movies. Yeah, that I showed him about, like Necroville and. Uh, splattered disco and a bunch Pretty of other dead things. things. 
Yes, he did pretty dead things. He's done a few, you know, um, mm -hmm. few projects. We'll we'll get into that. I want to see Atomic Brain Invasion. That sounds. It's like actually on Tubi, thing. and it we'll we'll get into that in a second. So, uh, with the script by Richard Griffin and Ted Marr, I know there was a story by someone who helped. I couldn't find couldn't find it, but uh, there was a story. You know, this was, uh, yeah. Anyway, the the film was originally a forty eight hour film project short that they uh, oh, wow. made into a feature. So it was basically a fake mock 70s style trailer that you can actually, if you get none of that on um, DVD, you can purchase, you know, you get the short with it. Um, uh, many of the same actors uh, that were on it have either worked with the director, uh, Richard Griffin, before or continue to work with them after or both. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, it was shot in Cranston, Rhode Island, Fall River, Massachusetts, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and Providence, Rhode Island. So a lot of Rhode Island shots there. Um, and according to IMDb, the budget was seventy-five thousand. I Holy I, shit. I don't buy that. I don't think. I don't think it was that much. I think. Uh, I think it was less. Sometimes filmmakers and John, you know, can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times, uh, indie filmmakers will make the budget higher. In order to, and I've talked about this, I think before, um, to make it uh, so that when you go to a distributor, you can possibly get more money, you know, or whatever. Yeah, or make it I, look I, like it's bigger. I've been pretty legit on my budgets, but um, if I did recently check a friend of mine who did a short that we shot in probably less than two days, and I think he put something like five thousand dollars. And I'm like, dude, no, this is like five hundred dollars. Yeah. So it's it's like, come on, and I know what you're doing, you know. It's but it's yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't think you know. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever its price was, it looked pretty decent. Um. Yeah, I was gonna say it looked like it might have been a little bit more than seventy five. I would have said a hundred. Yeah, so Richard uh, Griffin was the uh, director, co-writer, and co-story. Mm -hmm. He worked with Ted Marr on the script. Um, the uh, Okay, we'll get into the cast in a little bit after we sort of talk. Let's talk about the story real quick. And we're not, it won't be quick. <laughs> there's, there's actually a lot to discuss here. Um, so first of all, this was your guys' first time watching it. John, let me know what your first thoughts are when you first started watching this movie. Um, I, I really liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought, yeah, it was well shot. It was well written. It was well acted. Uh, um, I, I, I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think the picture that Paul is showing is a little deceiving, uh, because our, our, our nun, uh, uh did not have that bra size. And, um, yeah, that I was not the nun at all. Yeah, so I, I I think that should you know they they that would be my only complaint is that I, I think maybe that they should have gotten somebody who was a little more seventies. Only because remember the other one said she wasn't uh, you know in tune with her two best friends. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that that's true. She oh, oh, okay. oh, you think, oh yeah. that's what that means? Okay, I, I didn't catch that at all. Okay, Mister Sappho in the shower. Yeah. She she and her friend, whatever the nun was, it a nun or was it just a friend? No, it was Sister Sappho. <clears throat> oh, Sister Sappho. Okay, I thought she was talking about masturbating, like playing with her breasts. I didn't think that was about boob size. Mm. I was making a joke. 
Okay. Oh, I and, thought you were serious. <laughs> all right. Anywho, let's go on. Uh, Sarah Nicklin played uh, the part, and uh, she had been in, uh, you know, Splatter Disco, Beyond the Dunwich Horror, both before um, working on this. And so she played the part of Sister Wrath, the main character, and um, she was part of the 48-hour film project, you know, and uh, they had so much fun with that. Uh, Richard just said, "Hey, do you want to do you want to be the title role again?" And who's going to turn down being a lead role, especially that kind of goofy, like silly kind of story? So of course Sarah was all for it, you know. And um, yeah, so um, but we'll get into more of the background of the actors in a little bit. Uh, Paul, what did you think when you first saw it? Oh yeah, this was right up my dark, scary alley. It's uh, blasphemous. It's you know. Got just enough action. Um, it's silly. It's eye rolling kind of humor. Um, yeah, this this was cool. I'm I'm actually surprised. I guess it wasn't gory enough or over the top enough to be a trauma, but it definitely had a trauma spirit to it. That mm-hmm. I liked. You know, it's and- very indie. Um, there's no. I mean, I, I guess all the folks work with this particular director with Richard Griffith, but there was no like star to really sort of take anything away from it, other than. Uh, Debbie Rashawn pops in there, and um, of course, Lloyd has a cameo. Yeah, and Uncle Lloyd is the Pope, as he should be. I <laughs> thought that was that was great. You know, he must have loved playing the Pope. I, I think I read that uh, Debbie Rashawn convinced him. Now I don't know if that meant like she just said, "Hey, do you want to come in here?" Or she had to be like, "Hey, do you want to work with this director?" Which she had, I think he had never worked with him before, you know, and stuff, and. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure once he said you're the Pope, he was like, I'm down, you know. Hey, these are girls, they're, they're protected by a canon law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, um, that that was <laughs> um, the tagline for the film was, uh, this is a blast for you and a blast for me. <laughs> Cute. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the so, whole Jesus thing and the the club up in heaven and yeah, it was it was cute. It was cute. And yes, I, that... I am glad that they changed the title though. I, I don't like none of that. Why? Does it just take away from the does it make it too cheesy sounding? I think it's dumb. But it is it, it establishes it in nunsploitation, which is another wonderful group of films that I happen to love because nuns are always a fun thing to have fun with. Oh yeah, I mean, Sister Wrath, I think is 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 a better title. I mean, one that's who she is, and there's other sins in there, but it focuses on her. But mm-hmm. I, I think none of that is, is it's a joke that's been in other movies, you know. Right. So it, the 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 title, I I would ne- I would not want to watch a movie called None of That, but I will watch a movie called Sister. Wrath. Nonsense, my friend. <laughs> Which is a movie. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I got I, I was mag is when I saw that this was trauma. I'm like, son of a bitch, wait. And by the time I got done watching it, I remembered, not Trauma, I'm sorry. Uh, um, Wild Eye. Wild Eye releasing. I remember it being on their sale. Oh, no. And I'm like, crap. And it was either like the sale that was five bucks or 99 cents. Oh. Shit. And I passed on it because of the opposite of what Paul just said. Is I'm like, oh, great. It's another nun going around killing people. Great. Yeah, yeah. We've had like 20 of them. And that's and- a shame because if I had seen it, and I'd seen none of that. I remember Moody talking about it. And I would have grabbed it. But if I had seen it and it said Sister Rath, I'd have been like, I don't know what that is. And I 
would have just walked past it, you know. See, right. and I would have done the opposite. But that yeah. so now when their when their sale comes up, I I gotta grab it. Both of you yeah. guys gotta grab yeah. it. Definitely. You know? Um. So when their sale comes back up, let Paul know because Paul will. Oh yeah, I, I now send him sure. all that stuff. And, so and it, it, it's funny is at the end of the movie. Fuck it, I hate when Tubi does this shit. Is they put up those previews like suggested by as the credits yeah. are going, and then it says you know uh, thirty seconds, and it's going to go to the main one. And so at the end, I could barely see that it was that the ending like little kind of tags at the end there. And, and and so I had to go back three times because Tubi kept interrupting it. And I'm like, son of a bitch, just stop. It's like, it's not the credits. It's a scene. Right. Yeah. It's stop. Still, that, that annoyed me because I knew there was more to it. Like there was like six more minutes left, you know, and then it popped up saying, you know, do you want to um, continue? Now, I own the movie. Stop it. I brought the movie home. So I have like the DVD, but I decided to watch the Tubi version because that's what you guys were watching. And if there was anything different, because it is a different name, um, I didn't want to confuse anybody when we start talking about the actual. Yeah, movie. that's what I was going to ask you if you thought there's anything different, if it was longer or shorter or something like that. No, I think it's the same amount. Um, I think it's an hour and 31 minutes, which is perfect running time for a movie like this, you know. Uh, some people might what... want it shorter, but I think an hour and 30 minutes, as long as you're into the story, you know, and I wanted more, you I, know, I wonder I'm... what what prompted the name change. Oh, um, well, uh, um, uh, they do that all the time. Yeah, they're releasing changes titles all the time for mm. no reason at all. I think it's an ownership thing that that and I, I I would probably say that they didn't like the title. None of that. But Sister Wrath Oh, it's revenge thing with the nun. I'll I'll mm. buy that. Could have gone uh, with nun with a gun, or I think there already there, is a number. There is. Gun. It was yeah. It was one of the <laughs> the movies they listed down below, and and and, and there was and one was, like new nuns with big guns. Yeah, you know? I've seen I think that. that's the one. I'm, yeah, and but there were a few of those in there. One of them that I do want to see, and it's a and it's another Wild Eye movie, but I've never seen it on sale. I've never even heard of it. Is Ouija Nazi? <laughs> and that, that is on Tubi. Amazing. Yeah, and and nice. it, it's these group of people who are using a Ouija board, and they bring back a Nazi. <laughs> that do? sounds like a reviews after midnight more than I, I've I, ever I, heard. Of. Yeah, Ouija Nazi nun. Come on, how would you not want to see that? A Ouija nun. Ouija Nazi nun. Oh, well, if they already a Ouija Nazi, you know, like yeah. That's just, that'll just be a sequel then. Um, but this was a lot of fun. This is the kind of movie that makes me want to be involved with and want to make a non-exploitation film. There's just something extra fun about doing that and exploring all the weird Catholic ritual stuff that goes on. And you know, Paul, Paul did you kind of feel like this movie was a little very much like, uh, was it uh, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter? Well, not less about Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, more about um oh god, the 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 one with the tongue, the evil tongue from outer space. The killer tongue? Killer tongue. Because uh remember there were nuns involved in that one uh, and some some weird uh stuff going on with that. I was just thinking but like the Jesus Christ Vampire, we we meet Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, and Jesus Christ is uh is singing in the beginning of the thing and he does this like singing too here yeah Yeah. which i thought oh man paul's gonna well you know this jesus was a little seedy if you ask me yeah (laughs) you know he he talked about how he wanted to you know there are some people who deserve to die 
you know, mm-hmm. some that were never going to be saved. And I'm like thinking, I wonder if that's like really what, you know, if there, you know, if there is a Jesus, if that was what he would think, you know, well, of like course he would that, that God wiped out the entire planet with a flood. Of course, <laughs> Jesus would think that way. He killed millions upon millions of innocent women and children and animals and insects and homes and cities all because he threw a hissy fit. You, you know, as you a do, fucking baby. Hey, you, know? you know, when you have that much power, you know, sometimes, you yeah, know, so you just the best let it thing go. To do was, you know, have a family. Then, when the flood was done, you know, you got a family on a boat, on a boat who's then going to perform incest on each other to repopulate the planet. Right. So, you, you know, that's, you know, so yeah, I, I think everything that was said in this, I laughed at least twice. I LOL twice in this movie. <laughs> And a lot of it was because of the uh, uh, the religious stuff in it, I yeah. thought was was hilarious because the, these guys obviously either did the research or maybe they're kind of like Kevin Smith where they know the religion because they well, are that. Richard Griffin, Word. by the way, is is gay. And so there were a lot of gay jokes, too. So ones yeah. that were like, I like surprisingly um you know, like I was like, really, a gay guy wrote a joke like that, and which showed like, yeah, you know, like Richard had a sense of humor about stuff, you know, or whatever. And so, like, like he 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 said a joke where the guy was like, uh, the Jews didn't kill, uh, you know, didn't kill Jesus. It was uh, it was the gays, you know, because they like their men well hung. <laughs> but it's which is, I think, one of the jokes I did laugh at. Right, it's an actual I- joke, joke. Yeah, because yeah. at first I thought maybe they were actually blaming the gays. And then I realized, oh, no, the guy's telling a joke. And, and, yeah. and it made me right. laugh. So, so there's enough to not only offend serious Catholics, but there's enough to offend serious believers of any kind, I suppose. Because uh, you, got, you got to offend everyone. That That's, yeah. that's you know, when, when I hear somebody complain about Monty Python, it's like, no, they made fun of everyone. Right. And and that's the same thing as, as a friend of mine who's Jewish doesn't like Family Guy because he thinks Seth MacFarlane is an anti-Semite because of one character. And I'm like, dude, he do you ever watch the show? He makes fun of everyone. Right. And sometimes, and and he's not conservative, but sometimes on the shows, the conservatives are right. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they're wrong. And sometimes, you know, the Democrats are right. Sometimes they're wrong. He makes fun of everyone. It's like an age thing. You know, the younger generation, I just don't understand. I mean, especially some of them canceling Python. Really? Come on, for Christ's sake. Yeah, don't cancel the Python. Um, Well, how has Mel Brooks not been canceled? I mean, just look at Blazing Saddles. You can't can't show Blazing Blazing Saddles anymore. You can. It was on Sundance. Mm. You You know, I mean, it's not on... You know, TBS or something. But, well, you know, sure, Sundance. That's because Gen Z doesn't go to Sundance. They don't. <laughs> they don't watch that shit. That's for that's for boomers. Yeah. All they do is complain and then not support anything. That's that's the way it is these days. Let's cancel everything and not support anything. Well, anyway, we're not going to get into that. But this was a movie made in 2008. So, like, this was pre everything going where you're, you know, where people were yeah. happy to be a. F- you know, offending everybody and and happy nothing. to be offended. Damn it! I was happy to be offended. I mean, I'm a Christian, as Long you as... both know, and I don't, I didn't take any offense to anyone. I just equal, thought it was funny. Equal you know? opportunity to everyone, and as long as it's clever, and it was a clever film. 
Now the movie starts out with a uh with the other um mm. it was sister uh crap um, sister not good enough. <laughs> yeah, she did not last uh well I think she was a little bit too uh presumptuous and tried to uh tried to do it all on her own, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that it was wasn't her... a very good dancer either. She was not. I that was, was really hoping that was part. not our lead. I, I was going like, like one, she's not good looking enough to be in a strip bar unless maybe it's like Tuesday on at 2 p.m. Oh, don't and don't and be hating on her like that. That's Jeez. true. It, it's it, she sister so Indy, by the way. Indy, yeah. so it, it's it, I'm not she's just not good looking enough to be in a strip bar, is what I'm saying. Oh, and, John and, Moore and, with his face shaming. That's right. And and then I was I was upset at that scene because it's the only strip bar that doesn't have nudity in it. Oh no, Rob Zombie has strip bars that have no nudity in it because his wife is in it. So right. it's like I guess places out there just don't have nudity. Virginia, uh, Virginia, we yeah. have go-go dancers. Basically, we don't have strip bars. Um, the only there's the a point? few strip bars in like Portsmouth or Richmond or churchy people. You know, they don't like that. But yeah, yeah, we're we're. Uh, even though we're technically a blue state, we're very much a red state. And and there's no booze on Sundays. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, we are very uh yeah we're we're very like we're, that. So we're in the northern part of the South, but we're still the South. Jeez, right. See, I'm surprised I, 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 uh, I Paul been... like like living here. <laughs> well, this 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 state is becoming more purple. It's becoming more mixed because especially where we're at. There's a lot of military folks who come from everywhere, from all over the country, all over the world. So it's very much a mixing bowl. Yeah. But if you go out in the rural sections of Virginia, it's very different. It's a lot more conservative. Exactly. So I I guess that's why they say on some strip bars, like full nudity. Right. I've been I've only been to a few strip bars. Right. Like in Jersey. Jersey is full nudity. You go out there and they they can take off pretty much everything. And they do. Well, um, but it's not like that in like Philadelphia where, you know, you can only go to like topless and that's it. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, so the first girl that was dancing was in pasties or whatever. And then yeah. the next girl and and I wonder if that's a Rhode Island thing for real of like maybe they could not have her like na- it's, naked or it's or could whatever. be and i can understand mr ward being a little weird about that because he's from vegas and in vegas shit everything goes i would expect right and I, vegas... I have when i drive to work i'm on the, i'm on the the freeway and there's a sign that is right at freeway like right above the freeway for little darlings mm-hmm. and they and it's digital and they put up pictures of the of the woman and gives her name and they say, you know, that they're performing during these dates. And it's just like, you can't help if you're a guy to look at that because they're all beautiful women. Mm-hmm. You know, at least according and, to the sign they are. And but even it, in it, Vegas, you can go outside of Vegas and places like Parump, where they have all the little ranches, quote unquote, and it gets even more crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those those are, uh, what is it, the... the, the basically hookers you know and stuff um but uh anyway you know the bunny ranch and places like that bunny ranch. ranch yeah uh ranch. what was our ranch we had a ranch uh something cheetah ranch you cheetah. know yeah well the i will say the one thing that did annoy me also with the strip scene is i i don't and i get what they were doing is 
somebody fully clothed like the nun i don't she got more of a reaction than the chick that was getting like yeah, which naked. is a little weird, mm. but I think that was sort of weird. played in the comedy aspect of it. Like maybe, yeah, you know. Um. So anyway, we we got we just started this story. So basically, this nun comes in, starts shooting everybody. Um, almost kills uh everybody until she is killed by uh Kabruchi, who is the main who's the main um uh well. One of the main villains. There's a couple main villains. He's um, Italian. Yeah, he's the mob. He's the leader of the mob, basically, um, uh, and whatnot. So he is. Uh, uh, he kills the the sister, and then we find out about the order of the Black Habit, which is this group of uh, nuns who are who are also run by, um, uh, I guess, uh, ministers and and other people, fathers and. And ultimately the vatican they're yeah. like a secret society of assassin nuns supernatural assassin i love that idea yeah. well the yeah way, they, they look just like paul's picture that's what they yeah. look like when they go out to kill and someone. i and sister sister rath could have also been called sister potty mouth too by the way well she was also <laughs> called what is it uh uh sister short temper by, yeah, uh, or something temper. like that like that by uh oscar her guardian angel funny. her gay or guardian angel who's like just one of my favorite with a shirt off <laughs> he was a naked oh, the actually, whole supposed to be there naked. a lot yeah, of guys with their shirts off. there was a great there was a great part where he's like he's apparently naked but you don't see it you know full on but like the guy oh the yeah her, girl looks her hand is blocking it when she's yeah like yeah that. so he goes and she's like you're uh, why are you still naked? He goes, because I'm an angel. <laughs> I was why like, that is so angel? cute. Um, but yeah, he's uh, so anyway, but the, the, to get to that, uh, they realize they need another they need another nun. And so they know of this nun who is causing a lot of trouble. Oh, Apparently, yeah. she does not like uh, the uh, the father's uh, molesting and raping priests, raping um people so i love uh, that i yeah, love that she's taking down whoever she can and mother superior played by debbie rashawn it was so sweet um she's like you know what we can't take you anymore we need to send you to another place um uh what was it called like um varice or something Ver- varcis or something anyway they, they go to send her there and she almost gets like attacked and raped by these uh uh like thugs you know and she takes them all out uh and once she's done with that she sees three nuns who come up to her and you know she thinks she's being taken to the to the uh place that she needs to go and of course they shoot her and gun her down and send her to heaven you know where she needs to be trained to be a assassin you know or whatever well before we get too too far into it there is subtext to some of that because there's when the Catholic church finds out that a priest is molesting children, <clears throat> they just move that priest to another church, right. like 50 miles away. And, and so that's, so instead of them, like Debbie Rashawn moving the priest that's molesting kids, she just leaves him there, but moves her to another church which that's is like I didn't of, know that. I didn't yeah, know that no. that's what they did. 
Oh yeah, there's a whole documentary on it. Well, there's several documentaries, but that's that's what they're known for. And there, there's nine even times a, out of ten, that's what happens. Every now and again, one will actually get investigated, but for the most part, they don't want the stink. They don't yeah. want to, you know, really, they don't Richard want, Griffin and Ted Marr really did do research. They didn't like, want to substantiate the things that are going on because it leaves them liable to all kinds of lawsuits. So better for them to bury it get rid of the person and then just cover everything up yeah yeah so yeah so she gets sent to heaven where uh she meets the kid well she meets oscar her guardian angel who's out for a pack of smokes instead of saving you know saving her life thank you what i said thanks oscar yeah uh oscar who i i absolutely love says he was going out for some he needed to get menthols did you notice that he did not get menthols though he got lights that was an actual goof in the movie Continuity. yeah i did notice that I, I i was wondering if it was just i don't know just he just smokes different cigarettes but it, yeah he made such a big deal out of menthol yeah he made a big, big deal on menthol and then when later when Is jesus which i thought paul would love because paul does not like smoking so Paul would love this whole thing of Jesus, like, you know, getting rid of the pack of cigarettes and said, hey, you can't have that up here. Like he allows drinking, but he does not allow uh, no smoking, no smoking, um, which I'm like, I mean, once you're an angel or once you're dead, I mean, does it really matter? It's not going to hurt your lungs, you know, anymore. So, like, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to me. Why not have a strip bar up in heaven, too? I mean, we're all dead, right? <laughs> right. Dead we're all, all having fun, you know, all right. Trying to have fun. Um, so they end up, uh, <laughs> so they end up, she, uh, she ends up meeting Jesus. They do that song, uh, sister, sister, which was, uh, pretty fun. And, it's a good song. um, yeah, it's a good song, catchy. And then he, she meets Jesus and Jesus basically tells her what's going on and that she needs to be trained by Gandhi. Which <laughs> <laughs> That was great. And tell tell me Gandhi didn't look a little bit like the nose from Corn Man. Um, a little bit, yeah. A yeah, little bit. That's that's what I kept thinking when I saw him. It was funny. Yeah. So then Gandhi ended up um training her and, and shocking her with a cattle prod. So every mm-hmm. time she didn't do anything right. And his explanation is because he was the master of fighting without actually fighting, that made him the, the expert on the best martial arts. <laughs> Just so. Well, yeah, well, and, and the two people, was it her, was it Gandhi? The two people that were fighting? No, 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 that's later. Well, I'll bring that up later. But, but there's, there were there two, are two demon, demons uh, with the demons. horns. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. was Gandhi. Gandhi, yeah. like, let him fight the two demons or whatever. Very realistic horns. Yes. And they go in and fight uh, her, and she at first she's getting her butt kicked, but then she gets the power. And, and the idea was, like, the more she fought or something, the more she fought back, the better, the more she would learn of her style, apparently. So I thought that was a pretty interesting thing. And well, it's so she- funny because it's the, the training isn't really training. You know, she doesn't actually taught anything. It's more like you know transubstantiation okay it doesn't really change from from wine into blood or blood into wine or or wafer into body or whatever the hell she doesn't just go from being a nun to being a badass you know Mm -hmm. 
ass kicker, but it happens like magically because God wants it to happen. And so that's what well, I Well, they're, they're spoofing the Matrix, you yeah. know, so, yeah. Awesome. So, so she goes, uh, she, oh, and she learning how to shoot by shooting Oscar and making him not pick up the cigarettes or whatever, you know, he needs, you need to learn how to shoot. He needs to learn how to quit smoking. <laughs> that was great. So uh, later Jesus sends her back. Notice they call her, you know, she, she, uh, he has her call her husband. I do believe. Yeah, that was weird. Nope. I do believe there was a reason for that. They are, they were actually married. Um, uh, both um, Sarah Necklin and Michael Reed, who plays, uh, Jesus were actually married or getting married at that time. Um, and so I think that was the joke on both of them, you know, like, oh, you're my husband, you know, right? Kind of thing. But like, yeah, it was a little weird to have him have her call him the husband, but it was, I think it was an inside joke. So, so you, you, yeah. you could be right. I, I took it just as a cult thing that these cult leaders always want mm. that name, like, you're not supposed to call them ted well you know they're supposed to be known as the prophet or the the husband or the father yeah there's this myth out there that that nuns marry jesus that that that's their thing instead of marrying other people that's not really how it's done um and (laughs) and if you look at michael reed's version of jesus he kind of looks a little like charlie manson you know (laughs) so maybe uh maybe there is something with that i don't know i i i wanted to i should have listened to the commentary i just didn't have time last night and stuff and um so anyway so we went to uh we get back to earth and she meets the the other sisters and the new mother superior and uh the two father the two priests were helping and uh one of them's a name's thomas and he keeps peeping on them so he's a peeping tom of course he's a really young guy like a porky's type guy yeah exactly and uh, porky's guy and Sister Lust had a feeling Paul would love. Oh yeah, she, she was, she was like Foxy Brown, like that was she like was a cutie pie. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah she was adorable. Mm. Um, uh, I absolutely loved her, and I loved her attitude. I loved like the first second you see her, you know she's mm. Sister Lust because she's the big fro. Yeah, and she's talking about uh, the sausages, and the 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 priest is like, "Do you want it in your bun?" <laughs> <laughs> and he realizes, oops, but I just... Oh. Anytime you want to learn about this, you come, you know where to come. Yeah. So she, <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of, like, little sex jokes with her. Your sister Gluttony, who I absolutely adored too. She she drinks, she eats too much, She everything yeah. she does in succession, you know. Eats at much. the wrong moments. Yeah, where she'll be eating, they'll look over and go, hey. Like what? Yeah, uh, when when they're trying to sneak by somebody, she's eating chips. Yeah, like too yes, loud. Well, I mean, you know, Paul. You know, that which role. is which I th- I thought of Ghostbusters 2016 because one of the characters is always eating. It's product garbage placement stuff, mm-hmm. and there's absolutely no reason for her to be eating, and it's mostly chips. And then she does like the 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 ad line for whatever that chip is, oh, and it's God. like this is fucking annoying. What is? Why are you? Why are you doing this? But then in a film like this, where she's supposed to be gluttony, and she's supposed to be eating, 
And, you know, anybody, of course, who's seen Seven or knows the Seven Deadly Sins and stuff, you would get the joke that she's always eating. Yeah, it's more of a and character so it, thing. Yeah, so it makes sense for her to always be eating. It's kind of like Landsman from The Wire, the big, the large, heavy detective. He's always eating something, too. I mean, he's always stuffing his face. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So then, um, <clears throat> what is it? Uh, so then they meet with each other. They realize that, like, she finds out that basically they're there to take down this, uh, the mob, you know, or whatever, all the mob people. So they go uh, out looking. We forgot to mention we met Mama Rizzo. Who was mm-hmm. like the head of the mob? Who's played by a guy, you know, dressed in drag. Yeah. Well, that goes back to Python, and and, and so it, it's sorry, conservatives, but guys in drag are funny. They, I thought they, it was uh, she, he, was, he was hilarious. Can't show this movie now in Tennessee. All, yeah, all the Python guys, whenever <laughs> they dressed in drag, especially like John Cleese or Graham Chapel, were hilarious. <clears throat> and then the the guys who dressed in drag in this, especially as nuns. I thought were funny, yeah. And and it, it, it's 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 funny. It's just it it's not in not in like a put down type of way, but mm. it's just seeing guys dressed in drag is funny. It's ridiculous because they yeah they they don't look like the 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 Mama Rizzo did not look like a woman, right? I mean it was I think it was intentionally meant not to because even well, even mm. his boobs were like just sticking right out, like right, right into the camera. But the thing they weren't is, trying to make obvious, you know, breasts for him. The thing of it is, is that women can wear men's clothes and get away with it because it doesn't really look that bad. In fact, a lot of times it looks fairly sexy. But men wearing oh, yeah. men's clothes, it's not really made for their bodies, and it just looks yeah. ridiculous. And so you either laugh. So it's funny, and yeah. you know, there's people like Randall Malone who would do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He would play females because he had no no problem doing that you know and this guy kind of reminded me of randall malone and i absolutely love that like um you know considering like jeff dylan graham was in uh beyond the dumbwich horror which is the second or third dumbwich horror movie i've seen and i love you know i think that richard griffin is is just great with people I'm surprised they didn't get Randall Malone for that role, but I'm very happy for this guy. Or yeah. Divine, that would have been—he would have been nice if uh, Divine were still alive. When when did Divine die? Was the nineties? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember exactly. But yeah, but see, that's it. Like those kind of roles are for like people like Divine, you know, and stuff. And people love doing that, by the way, you know. Um. So then, anyway, the. Uh, they go after the mob, and there's a lot of other stuff. We, I, I, it would probably take us all day to like explain this whole. Well, probably not all day, but like, <coughs> more than the you know half hour or so we have left of the show to kind of go into it. But they go down to take down the mob. There's a lot of stuff we'll probably talk about specific scenes, you know, in a bit. But uh, they end up actually getting arrested after taking down the mob, you know. And um, skipping to the end. Sorry, everybody. They get arrested by these cops who are just doing their job, you know, which I mean, literally, if there was a vigilante uh, nun going around killing everybody, they would still have to be under arrest for killing all those people. You know, they can't just be like, we'll let you go because these are bad guys. You know, that's, you know, so they get arrested and then the Pope comes. That's Lloyd Lloyd and says, you're free. You know, basically they're free because they, you know, they've done the Lord's work and stuff. Um, 
And so then they get freed. Uh, after the bit, they uh, the the bad there was a bad priest comes to attack her again. I guess he didn't die, or did he come back as he came back as a demon? I guess you know sent back from hell. Well, let let people know he he's the older priest that is working with the nuns. Yes, and and he betrays them because we he find betrays. out earlier on from the mob that they have a man inside. Yes, exactly. So. They, uh, yeah, so they go, uh, she, she had killed, I thought they had killed him before, but I guess not, you know? Um, and so, or so, or, or whatnot, maybe, maybe he came back, but <clears throat> he comes back to attack her one last time. She's not afraid to die is what she says. And she, like, they, they blow, both blow up, but he gets sent to heaven and she goes to hell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was a mix up. Ooh, ooh. And uh, and that sets up for, I guess, if they wanted, if they had wanted to do a sequel, it would have been Sister Wrath killing everybody in hell, you know, like getting rid of hell, you know, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but this did not get a sequel. I don't think, I almost don't think any Richard Griffin movies ever got a sequel. They just, he just kept making something new and different, like each time. Like the next movie after this is the one that Paul was talking about, the Atomic Brain Invasion, which is literally about uh aliens that look like brains killing everybody you know so a lot of fun very 60s you know 50 50s style yeah it looks like um like the dude who did uh oh lost skeleton cadaver he did called uh trail the screaming forehead which is very similar or it's things that like christopher r mem kind of does right right that so it was very much like a fun throwback you know that's what he likes to do like each each movie it seemed was almost a different decade and a different style you know and he's done some shakespeare stuff too which is pretty interesting i saw he did titus andronicus and uh he's done a few other things so i'm very curious to see those whether he did them straight up or if he you know did them for humor yeah i think a lot of stuff he also does straight up too like there's a movie called exhumed that's a real like a real horror film you know mm-hmm. that is not very uh comedic uh beyond the dumb which horror is is a serious you know is a serious uh look at that but then movies like splatter disco or creature from the hillbilly lagoon there's one yeah creature from the hillbilly lagoon oh he did that one i have that. yeah yeah because you have that four pack that, that I, yeah, yeah yeah and that was one of them he did necroville splatter disco Creature from the Hillbilly Lagoon, and um, I'll have to he, check out more of his stuff. I, I haven't heard of him before. Yeah, I I known him because back in the day, uh, MySpace days, uh, I was I was always out looking for indie filmmakers mm-hmm. to have on my radio show. And so, if somebody was, you know, Richard Griffin was on MySpace and was hitting me up, you know, whatever, I had him on my radio show. So I had uh, the whole cast and crew of none of that on my show talking about the movie the making of it and stuff on uh, block talk radio. And uh, back then it was a lot of fun. Um, Sarah has moved since had moved out to LA and she's getting tons and tons of work. Um, let me, let me go through the cast real quick. Um, so Sarah, Sarah Necklin, sister Kelly Rath. She was in splatter disco beyond the dumb, which are, a movie called Zombie Allegiance, which I want to do someday. Nice. Um, <laughs> Atomic Brain Invasion, which we're also going to do um, someday. Uh, she's been in Beg, which Paul saw with me. Yep. Uh, and we did for 31 Days of Indie Horror. 
Uh, and newer stuff includes The Retaliators, uh, Stranger Calls Beyond the Crimson Door, which sounds mm. very much like your kind of movie, uh, uh, John, like the um, sounds like an HP Lovecraft. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lovecraftian horror. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I would have thought. And Devil's Night, which was produced by the Mahal Brothers. So she's been in a few things. Um, but she's been in more. That's just a couple of the Devil's Night, spelled with a K. Yes, it's a devil's like like the knight, uh, shedding uh-huh. armor. Uh, Alexandra Capola. Um, I probably just butchered that name. Oh, Capola. Yeah. Capola. Yeah. She was in Splatter Disco, Beyond the Dumb Witch Horror, Zombie Allegiance. Uh, you're gonna hear Zombie Allegiance a lot. That is actually directed by Tony Nunes, uh, who worked with Richard Griffin. So uh, he used a lot. Almost, I think every single person I'm about to mention is in that movie as well. Atomic Brain Trans uh, or Invasion and newer stuff includes a movie called Vote Motherfucker, no. uh, put out in 2020, and a new project called a new project called Sexy Slasher and Ruby. So, uh, where she plays the titular title Ruby, um, Shanette Wilson, Sister Lust, Yay. was uh, she was in Beyond the Dumb Witch Horror, Zombie Allegiance. Diamond Rough, um, sh- a sh- that you can find on Tubi, a show called Amer- American Gangster Trap Queens, uh, for one episode, and she's been in more if you just look her up. Ruth Trap Sullivan, um, <clears throat> was Sister Gluttony, uh, she was in Beyond the Dumbwich Horror, Atomic Brain Tra- uh, Invasion. I, I, she was not in Zombie Allegiance, I guess, um, one of the only ones. Uh, the Disco Ec- Exorcist, which was also done by, um, uh, was it um, uh, Richard Griffin? And a few. Oh, shows... that's on Wild Eye. Wild yeah. Eye is that one. A few shows like Over My Dead Body and Red Rum, uh, both for IDTV, and she was in a sh- episode of the uh, of the FBI. Uh, Brandon Lewis Saponte, who played Richie Carbucci, um, uh-huh. he was in Splatter Disco, Beyond the Dumbwich Horror, Zombie Allegiance, Atomic Brain Invasion. And he has uh, his last movie was in 2004 called Erebus that Michael Berryman was in. Um, so he hasn't done anything since 2014, sadly. Uh, Michael Reed, uh, who played Jesus slash the devil. We forgot to mention he had a dual part for that, which is pretty neat. Um, he was in Beyond the Dumbwich Horror, Zombie Allegiance, uh, Atomic Brain Invasion, The Dex- D- Disco Exorcist, Exhumed, Dark Feed, uh, the Haunting of Alice D, and one of his newest projects was 645, which played at on one day in the theaters uh, at Regal Cinema. And I think that's also, I believe, on Tubi. Uh, Rich Trethaway, uh, Mama Rizzo, he was in Zombie Allegiance, um, Atomic Brain Invasion, The Dix- Disco Exorcist, Exhumed, Flesh for the Inferno, Scary Little Fuckers, that's one movie, uh-huh. called, and codename Dino Stud uh, that um, uh, what uh, what is it? Um, Richard Griffin did. Uh, David Lavalier Jr., who played Viper, which we forgot to talk about. Viper Goldstein, love uh, Viper. Oh man, he was a great character. Uh, he was so much fun, um, and that actor is amazing. And we're gonna get into. He was in Cho- American Chop Suey, uh, Atomic Brain Chains uh, Invasion, Crazed, which you can find on. Um, uh, Tubi, and most recently, John, a movie called Johnny and Clyde. He was also a stunt performer. Uh, for thirty, he's done thirty stunts or 
or stunt coordinator and did uh, stunts for numerous Netflix Marvel shows like Daredevil, The Defenders, Punisher, and more. Also, uh, Deborah Sean, you know, and Lloyd. Um, Alex Aponte, who plays the detective Vargas, is an actual cop. Um, uh, so he was kind of called in for that. So uh, he was one of my favorite characters because one of my favorite bits in the whole movie is where we're at the station and we've seen stations before, Paul, where oh, yeah. it looks like like somebody's office or maybe a guidance counselor room or something, you know, something terrible where they just tried to find something that looked, you know, whatever. Right, but this all. actually looked like a decent, yeah, it did. I mean, <clears throat> you know, set. And uh, he's there answering phone calls and he goes, Hey, I told you not to call me at this number. Oh, you better wear that nice, you know, that nice thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, get on the shower, uh, get on the, um, uh, was it dryer? Like, I, you know, like you, you know, okay, hold on. Hey, uh, your wife just, your wife on line one. And a lot of that he made up, by the way. That was a lot of his own gags, uh, from what I read. Uh, one quick thing I did want to mention about the cast. <clears throat> there were two other folks worth mentioning. Excuse me. One of the go-go dancers is actually Lilith Astaroff, which you may or may not remember was in Chainsaw Maidens from Hell, which is a uh -huh. movie we did a long time ago. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We we did it. We we didn't do it for Indie Film Cafe. Yeah, we didn't for Indie Film Cafe, but we I know why I showed it to you. And then um, there was also a little person in there played by Tiny the Terrible. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention him. Police informer. Yeah, who comes in at the end when after the they tell you to keep watching or whatever you know mm -hmm. or, or to go to the next next one but yeah which i was afraid paul i was afraid you're going to turn it off after like or whatever and glad you didn't but mm -hmm. uh you saw all that because yes there's a tiny there's a little person in the movie and he just comes in and just like nails on the guy <laughs> and that's his own bit he's like i guess the bad cop kind of thing yeah, yeah. you know so i thought that was funny um but yeah there's there's a yeah, who is he? What, what else has he a, been in? He's got you know? a little bit of everything. Um, I don't know that he's been in a lot of things, um, but you know, when you're a, a small person in Hollywood, even in indie Hollywood, you're going to get some stuff. Um, looks like he was in some wrestling things and um, showed up in a movie called Monkfish um, mm. as himself, Tiny the Terrible. So there you go. <clears throat> By the way, um, so Lily Astaroth was also in a movie called Blood Pie that Sarah Nicklin was in. So, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so they worked together on more than one time. But yeah, Chainsaw Maidens from Hell. Um, that used to be on Tubi. I don't think it's on there anymore because it looks like it's on Screenbox. I've got a copy of it. So yes, yeah, so yeah, I mean, this the cast was amazing. The crew, everybody that worked on this film did a phenomenal job. Because all the acting, all direction. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite scenes? Let's let's get into that real quick. Um, uh, John first. Uh, the nun bar. Yeah. Bar nun. Bar nun. Yeah. Bar yes. nun. <laughs> that was that was one of the best like titles for it. And you had to have a password to get in, even though everybody's. I mean, I guess people could dress up like nuns and not actually. Be nuns. Well, you have to sing. You, you know, you got to do the the thing that they did it wasn't just like a word it was it was you like know, you sing like a mary full of grace or something like something that. like that yeah uh, and, and that's another scene where a lot of the nuns are men and it's yep. just funny 
and they and they, uh-huh. they don't they don't hide that they're men because they still they don't use like high pitched voices. They just use their regular voices. Like, yeah, their their voices are like you know. Yeah, they yeah. don't even bother. It's it's funny. No. Yeah, which I thought was yeah. So to go back to what Paul was saying before, this movie was cute, you know, like yeah. it had moments where they were just you could tell they had a shoestring budget. Um, I was reading some of the reviews and some of the reviews just didn't get this movie. Maybe they were expecting it to be a bigger, you know, budgeted movie or something. But like some of the reviews just were talking about how, you know, this movie must have been made by high school students. And I'm like, no, they were made by low budget filmmakers. You you shouldn't be reviewing movies. Yeah. But. Yeah, because that guy shouldn't be reviewing movies. Yeah, and and you know the production values, like you said, were low budget, but they weren't bad. You know, you could see everything, you could hear everything. You know, for the most part, the sets all looked believable. Even the guns looked mostly believable. Um, Costuming wasn't really a problem because you know that's one of the good things about doing nun stuff and priest gear is that that's pretty cheap and easy to get. You know. Um, the demons and other otherworldly things. I mean, they looked decent enough. There, but there was nothing horrible about it. There was nobody, you know. There was nothing that I could that I can think of where I was like, man, I wish the camera had been better or the lighting had been better. And even some of the music I thought was pretty good. So yeah. for for a for a I don't want to call it micro budget, but for a small budget film, I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, Paul, what was your favorite scenes? Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say the bar none too. I mean, that was that was just priceless because if you had a real bar none, I'd go there. Well, you <laughs> you couldn't go there because you're not. Uh, I'd try to go there. I used to be a, an alder boy, damn it. So that should count for something. <laughs> well, the, she in the in bar none, they had the joke of like, how do you uh, uh, how do you get a nun pregnant? You 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 tell her she's an altar boy. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I thought, man. I, but I they had a yeah. bunch of those type of jokes. So. I know. There were some zingers. There were some serious zingers. They were really well, and, and in the bar. Offensive. In bar none, they they um, I won't say who it is, so I don't give it away. But there were the the two characters, and there's a bomb, and and when the nuns turn, they have eye makeup on, <clears throat> and right. for and, and it's a setup. So you only need to show your back. You don't have to put makeup and everything on. Right. Because when you, you know, and I thought it was funny that they did. That like, like did, you know, the idea that maybe these Italian gangster guys are like, no, put makeup on me. You know, no, let's get the eyeshadow and all that stuff. That'll help them pass. Right. Yeah, because it, it's just, there's no reason for them to turn and have makeup on except for the, you know, to give it a laugh. So it's, I thought that was, that was kind of funny because it's just like, no, you would just turn without makeup on because now you're revealed. You know, right. it would have been funny is if the three of us had dressed up like nuns for this Zoom uh, yeah. podcast. That would have been funny. I don't, I don't have well, a nun Paul, outfit, sadly. Well, Paul and I could have gone as priest. So I know, you know I would have been the odd man that. out there. You know, I don't even have a priest outfit. But what's wrong with me, man? I need, so I need you, you, have, you have none of that? None of that. There you go. See, see, and you're telling me the title is bad, but like, you know, you're still using the joke, which was used three or four times in the movie, you know? So like, I think that's really what they were trying to. The title didn't bother me. Yeah, the title didn't bother me. I liked the title and I thought it was 
I thought it was, I thought it felt perfect for this type of movie. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Viper Goldstein. I mean, the fact that he was just a Jewish boxer, I guess that just hates, uh, you know, hates on uh, every, you know, all uh, nuns and, and, and people, you know, uh whatnot so i mean but, but tell me this didn't have a real trauma feel to it i mean i i initially thought you know that when i saw a wild eye i was a little surprised and as i went through it i'm like man are we sure trauma didn't just make this or finance it and then wild eye bought the the distribution rights or something because it felt very trauma like well see that's <clears throat> that's the thing so first of all it has debbie and it has lloyd who are both right. trauma people and um, it has a very trauma feel. I'm very glad it didn't go to trauma, um, just because trauma is very terrible with their like marketing and with their um, uh, just with their prod products. You know, like uh, I feel like Wild Eye cares a little bit more about the projects. You they know? want to sell um, more. That's why they're more. You know, out yeah, of and they're able to get places like mm. trauma can't even get it into like their stuff into uh like um uh walmart or something but i think i could see this going to walmart i think it did originally when i picked it up it was in walmart so like you know um and and that's sad because i i feel like trauma should be better you know considering i guarantee you they have money to be better you know it's just they just haven't you know gotten their shit together this movie definitely had a trauma-like feel to it. I almost expected to see the Toxic Avenger in the bar with a broom or a mop cleaning up behind, you know. That would have been funny. I, I have to disagree with this. I, I don't think it had a trauma feel at all. Really? So that's, I, I think it's too good for trauma. I think it looks too good for trauma. <laughs> it's directed too good. It's written too well for trauma. It's As much as I like trauma, um, I think a lot of their movies are, are crap. Well, I mean, I I was excited. I, I met Lloyd Kaufman out here, and they had a screening of of uh, Tromeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, I fucking hate that movie. Oh, it's awful. We love it. So boring. Oh. oh my god, nothing happens in that film. It is so dull, and 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 I kept dozing off, and it was just like, God, this is awful. So I no I, I I don't I wouldn't want anybody to. I really we love trauma. We trauma. We love trauma. Except Jen hated it, but yeah, Jen, Jen hated it because Jen hated it because it was too graphic too and too yeah. like yeah, it was too. God, but that was so funny because I showed her that and I showed her like Ski Wolf, <laughs> and I showed her a couple movies that just go a little bit above and beyond. Like Paul will show her terrible movies, like a Neil Breen movie. I show her movies that just go like that are more what the fuck Friday movies than, you know, for them movies like that. Like she wouldn't have liked Sergeant Kabuki man, or any of the ones that we've done for indie film cafe. Um, but this, this was just, that's kind of why we made what the fuck Fridays is exactly. you know, movies that were stinky and over the top, but were. Just a little too over the top to show just Jen. Yes, exactly. Um, well, I I think we're pretty much at that time. Was there anything else we need to discuss with this? I mean, I, I tell people, I you know, I'll tell people, go see um, you know, go see uh what is it, uh the movie on Tubi. Like see it or buy it from Wild Eye when they do their sales because it yeah, is totally I'm definitely worth gonna it. look for a copy for this. This needs to be in my collection. Yeah. Wild Eye really annoys me with stuff because if you go to their website, like I, I wanted to see like, oh, wait, this is Wild Eye. Can I see it on their website? Can 
excuse me, to like purchase or something. I don't know. Do they not update their website at all? Because like there's like three new movies listed and then everything else is like 10 years old. And it's like when they do these sales, you see all these new movies. But like their website, if I was curious about what they brought out, their website sucks. Well, the sales probably yeah. for the old stuff that it wasn't selling. They want to get rid of that shit. No, but it, but it's older stuff. Like Don't Fuck in the Woods 2 was in there. It's not yeah. on the website. Hmm. So it's like, I, I don't understand who controls the website to who then puts the sales up. Because I would think that you would want something brand new, especially called Don't Fuck in the Woods 2, that you would want that on your website. And, yeah. and and it just doesn't that that's the thing that annoys me with them. Oh, I could tell the one you other thing all Yeah, well that's true. The one thing I will say about this is from time to time you get a movie where like CGI blood and gunshots and all that type of stuff like the, like the muzzle fire works. And 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 it's going to have this type of humor almost kind of like a, a violent comic book. Mm-hmm. And then you could do the fake blood and the CGI gunshots and and you could get away with it. It's only when it's a serious movie that people go, "Oh, come on, man! Just you know what? You you can't actually just cut off an arm." Yeah, yeah. some of the some of the practical effects. There's one where they're finding a body in the in the in the um, alley and the, the blood on his face, and it looked a little bit too much like tomato sauce for me. Um, I mean, and, you know, if you work with what you got, man. I don't, got. That stuff kind of doesn't bother me at all. You know, made me want um, spaghetti. Especially when they do have scenes where like people are getting their heads shot off and stuff, and they do look really good, you know. Some of that was practical. I think the mm-hmm. explosion on the one guy who got his head, I think it was cut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it wasn't an explosion. His head was cut off. I think the head might have been CGI, but right. then they put the the torso up at the neck, and that was practical. And yeah. the fighting was pretty good. It was well, it was decently choreographed. I thought, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen we've seen a lot worse than that. Uh, trust me, yeah. I mean, this was not. This is uh, bar none, one of the the better movies mm-hmm. like of of this type of type of flick. So that mm-hmm. we've we've reviewed, and certainly better than a lot of the Wild Eye movies that I've seen, Wild Eye releases that I've seen in in quite a while. Some of the Wild Eye ones I've seen were pretty bad. This was one of the better ones. Yeah. Well, their their quality. I, I would like to see. You know, since John. Well, no, you don't have the wild. You don't have the Wild Eye one, right? You have the you have a different. Um, hold on, let me see. Let me see if while I he has a different releasing. Yeah, because maybe maybe it's not Wild Eye if it says none of that. Oh. So no, Amp Motion Pictures put this one out. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, you gotta so, hold it right in, right in front of you. So and then if you look at the back, I like that cover. That's cool. I, I prefer the the wild eye one better. I like with her just with the gun like that up on her yeah. face. Yeah, it's got a very kind of Ms. Forty Five feel to it. So. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> pulled that vibe too. Although it's not really the same. Yeah, it's no, not the no, same no. movie. It's, 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 it's not like... a it's not a rape revenge movie, but it, no. yeah. So um, it's but I'm I'm because recently, as we know, and I will not mention his name, but we know a a certain director basically sold his entire filmography if you want to call it that to wild eye releasing and and 
that I, I don't know if that says they've gone down in quality or they they're still looking for they're content. Just, they're just yeah, looking just, for content. But the problem is like they even told me personally when I was uh when I met them in uh Texas Frightmare, they said that the thing with what they do is they try to find like really wacky movies like uh Velocipaster or like Animator or one of those movies and then mix them in with real like regular movies and stuff too. So like once a month they'll put out like a really wacky movie and then the rest of the time they'll put out the rest because they don't want like the wacky titles to get too much, you know, all the attention and then not the other stuff that they put out. So Velocipaster was awesome. I love that. Velocipaster is the best, probably one of the best. This and Velocipaster are the I best things that they have. Oh, it's fun. And I like Clownado. And so, like, I like a few of their projects, just the rest of them. Um, and some, and you know what? I mean, I have a ton of them that I haven't reviewed sure, yet sure. or watched, you know? So I need to. Oh, my. Oh, my I'm, God. I, I have an entire box. It was like a, a box that held like 24 rolls of toilet paper. I got it at work. So this box is massive. It is packed <laughs> with Wild Eye releasing videos yeah, we because they have those. Yeah, the ninety-nine cent sale, yeah. then like the like the two-dollar sale and the five-dollar sale. A lot of them show up at the Dollar Tree. We gotta do yeah. like more while I re- uh, uh, review things, you know, or something like a whole yeah. That, I think show just of, on that Wild just Eye that. Wednesday. That's already been done like a million times though on yeah. to, on YouTube. I, well, I don't want to call it that, but on the the Wild Eye YouTube channel, and and he basically the camera's like looking straight down, and he just slides the box to it in in the like the middle of the frame, and you don't see him at all, and he just kind of flips it and he opens it and he does a review, and that's on the actual channel for Wild Eye releasing, and it is called Wild Eye that yeah like Wednesdays yeah, so it, it's it's I have way too many other movies, which is why I thought maybe I owned this, but forgot. And I look through everything and, and, and I don't. So yeah, that's definitely a, a purchase for me. So so have we reached that time where we need to start yeah. talking about scores? Yes, we do. And just so you know, I don't know if you guys have been hearing it, but my, my niece brought over her baby and the baby's crying like mad. So if you guys don't hear uh, that, that's good. No. So well, I uh, thought it was my soul weeping again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Well, it's not because of this movie, I don't think. So, Paul, no, so. please explain to us what the stinkometer is. So we are going to score our film on a 1 to 10 scale, by which the lower the number, the better the film, and the higher the number, the more stink. Um, although we do love our stinky movies, usually the numbers that go higher indicate that there are serious problems with the film, things you can't see, hear, or understand, uh, things of that nature, bad acting, bad directing, all that kind of stuff. And then we total up our scores, and then we see where on the ladder of stink that movie happens to fall. And if it happens to get into the 30s or even above, uh, 30 pluses, that's when you know that the movie has ascended to stinky heaven up there with the other saints of uh, stinkdom like uh, Neil Breen and uh, David the Rock Nelson and folks like that. This feels like... It's like, you know, stinky heaven, and we're talking about a movie where people actually do go to heaven. It's kind of funny. Mm. But uh, no, this, I don't, I don't believe this will be anywhere near there, um, in my opinion, uh, at least uh, not for me. So, given that said, uh, Paul, what do you, what do you say? This is a three and a half for me. There's a little bit of stink to it because of the low budget, and it definitely goes over the top, but it was very well done. I had a lot of fun with it, and I think that the um, the attitude that the movie does is right for the film. 
it's it's got a little slow parts in it a few times i kind of found myself wishing there was a little bit more action in some of this, the connector scenes but um overall i thought it was a lot of fun and i'm glad that i got to check it out so three and a half for me all right how about you john <clears throat> um i would go with a three yeah okay my and, and my only reason for that, I think, is I was going to say two, but I, right. I think near the end because it's ninety minutes, and I and I've always said on my videos that independent stuff should be like seventy minutes, eighty minutes. Um, I was towards the end, kind of clicking it to see how much time we had left, even though I was enjoying it and all that. A lot of it went by very quickly, yeah. but as I got to the end, I was like, okay, how much time do I have left? So um, no complaints of the movie itself, but it, it just so I, I I would say, yeah, I, I would say like, actually, I'm going to agree with Paul. Well, no, because then that makes it that would make it four, right? Three and a half would be more towards four. That's or how, how would I say how would I say in between three and two? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. So I say, I'm going to say two and a half. OK. okay. Yeah. Well, that's funny. I was going to give it a two. Because okay. uh, yeah, I uh, I really enjoy this movie. I mean, as I've told Paul, I, this was something I've been wanting to show for a while, and and it's been something that I every time I see the the cover of it, I'm like, ah, oh, when are we gonna do this? When am I gonna finally? And who am I gonna get? And I thought, you know what? It'd be better to have two atheists <laughs> here anyway. You know, doing it. You know, with people me. of it's, reason, people who. <laughs> well, like wouldn't get offended by this movie necessarily. And the other thing, we didn't really touch on it too much, but I, I also thought the acting was pretty good all the way through. There yeah. were a couple a couple of performances that weren't weren't so great. Um they were okay. But yeah, I think the, the first girl, Sister Envy, had uh, yeah. overacted a little bit too much. Yeah. And that was and so I'm glad she was in the beginning of the movie and then later you kind of see it evolve into like you know, kind of better acting. I thought Sarah Nicklin was amazing. She, she was really good. Is. She was and really good. She always is. Like every movie I've ever seen of hers. And the guy um, who played Jesus, he was really good too. Yeah. I think if I'm correct, because I, I interviewed her and uh, Michael Kenneth Farr had seen uh, my interview with her or whatever, had cast her for his film and stuff, you know, and things. So it was, it was great. Like I loved, I, I, I used to love doing that having people on my radio show that uh that later on you know uh end up working together you know that's mm -hmm. happened more than once and stuff so um I, th I think that's amazing um and i i just i just love this movie um you know it's not like a one for me because it's it's not like there are a little bit of issues with it but like a lot of those things i can look look above because of the budget you know, if well, it had what, a huge budget, I, I would have been like, whoa. With both of you, what is a one? Something that's really, really well done, despite the fact that it's a very low budget film. Or Can you, can you name it? Can you uh, name... Lunatics A Love Story was a one for me, I believe. Um, yeah, or um, gosh. Uh, uh, Paul, have you ever had a one? I've had a couple ones, I believe. Um, let, me, let me find out. I think a boo-boo, I think, comes to mind. I don't think did, did you put a one for that? I don't remember. I don't remember anything. Uh, we'll find out in two seconds because I'm bringing up the stinkometer scoreboard. See, these are a good thing for us to have because it has your score, my score, 
Yeah, so in the first, you put a two for Rep Finka Boo Boo. Okay. Um, Should have been a one. Uh, 1.5 was Game Box 1.0. Mm-hmm. And then you never given another one for season two. Um, season three, you, let's see, season three. Nope. There was no ones, not for you. There wasn't, there, the only closest one was Arcade, which you gave a 4.5 to. Um, I gave was, a 4.5 to Arcade? Yeah. Oh, wow. You were, I don't think you were in a good mood or something. I watched <laughs> it. Um, yeah, sledgehammers. Sledgehammers. Oh wait, was it, when I say he stopped stabbing me? What, what did you give that? Um, give that a three. So, three. uh, yeah, I'm telling you, man, you don't give ones. Yeah, so, Game Box 1.0 is probably the the closest one. Yeah, so far. So what would be a oh would be drunken, a drunken Wu Tang? I gave that a one. Uh, faster pussycat kill kill. You gave a two point five. Um, you gave a one to to Drunken Wu Tang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. And that's the only one, only one, uh, that you've given. Um, but you have highlighted them. So let me see if there's any other ones. What about a ten? What will your guys ten? Oh, I got a bunch of tens. <laughs> name, name one. Fateful Findings. Hard oh, that's... Zombies. Twisted Pair. Creeping Terror, Hannah and the Five Riders, Curse of the Mummy Cat, Alien Beasts, Get It In Terror, Killer Biker Chicks, Miss Werewolf Got a 10 Plus, Turkish Star Wars, Die Hard Dracula, Geek Maggot Bingo, Marina Monsters, Maradonia, Blind Ghost, Angel's Descent, and Queen Zuzu, Zuzu Queen of the Monsters. They all got 10s. Okay, what, what about you, Jonathan? What got a 10 from you? Oh, God. Uh, let me look. So for tens twisted was it uh, faithful findings? It's my first ten. My next ten was fungicide. Uh, fungicide. Ah. Yeah, but you would gave it a nine. Yeah, I love it. You were movie. close. Ten for uh, twisted pair. Zombie cop. Um, <laughs> what is it? Uh, zombie cop. Uh, creeping terror. Well, Damn. no, I gave that an eight point five. You gave Hahnemann um, the next one. Hahnemann and five riders. Creeping terror. Uh, Alien Prophecy, Alien Beasts, yeah, um, Gedevin, uh, Robo Woman, um, uh, Killer Biker Chicks, Terror, uh, Bigfoot Pond, Miss Werewolf. It's a lot of ones that Paul's seen. Uh, Turkish Star Wars, Die Hard Dracula, uh, Disaster Wars, Wars. Liking Colony. Oh, god, Liking Colony, uh, Busted, um, Geek Maggot Bingo. Uh, Marina Monster, Maradonia, Dahmer versus Gacy. Um, wait, no, no, Blind Ghost. Yeah, wait. Blind Ghost. Blind Ghost. No, Dahmer versus Gacy. I give it to you. Um, Angels say, Descent yeah, like and Zuzu, Queen of the Monsters. Wow. Um, okay. Ones that we did not mention because they're not on our stinky thing right here, but I do have the uh the stinkometer for the season. Um. Yeah, you gave a few, John. So, to them, what um, what tens or, or ones? Oh, have tens. I given it? Have All I right, given? So I don't, yeah, I don't I think, think you've I... given any ones. Um, no, because one has to be like the Citizen Kane of bad movies, that type of thing. Well, and, I mean, that would actually be a good movie, then, right? Like, <laughs> well, no, not um, not if you're looking at it. In, like like Plan Nine from Outer Space would be a one. Yeah. 
Okay, where are you? Um, uh, White Wolves. Oh, I don't know how you white guys like that film, but uh, that got a three from you. It had Amy Dolan's. Yeah. She's a monkey's daughter. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll like anything that is from a monkey's daughter. That sounds really weird. And Um, and I met her. Yeah. Alien versus Hunter, you were in that one. Yeah, Alien versus Hunter, yes. Uh-uh. That was pretty bad. Where sadly, I watched it. I think twice. I didn't realize it, or three times. I didn't realize it. Alien <laughs> Beasts. I still can't believe you gave a five for Alien Beasts. I, I, I I've explained this multiple I, I times. I completely understand how the rating system yeah, worked because you should, you should to take me, a Mickey ten on is that. good, one is bad. But if you look at it in terms of an outhouse, yes, ten is horrible, one is good. So yeah. Demon Fire, you give a three. Um, I like Demon Fire. Yeah, Witch House three, Demon Fire. Um, yeah, and then that was for season four, season five. Uh, I know. What did you give? Did you give a ten to? Uh, uh what's that movie? Had you watch Knights of the City? You gave Totem. Yep, you gave a ten to Knights of the City. That's the only 10 so far, I think. And Maradonia. And Maradonia, yes. But we all gave 10s to that. That that deserved it richly. Yep. Um, Season. kind of became obsessed with that, too. Are you my power? That was awful. When we found out like she's like a nightmare, the lead actress is just a nightmare. Oh, God. So bad. Yeah. Let me see if there's anything uh, else. Uh yeah, so Knights of the City. Wow, that was that was the same season too. It was season five, Knights of the City, Knights and City uh, so bad. God, was it? We got to get you on more stinkers, Mister Ward. Yeah, yeah. so good. You you know what would give a zero to? I'm what? sorry that I would give a ten to. to Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Which I That's did awesome. not get that from us, That's but all right. Awesome. Um, and this season you've only been on one other episode, and that was the one you ran, I believe. Nope, you were on Reptoids with us, and you give that a five. You know which trauma movie Mr. Ward needs to see? Acme of Maximus. Um, Maximus, oh, I, I, I haven't yeah, heard of that. <laughs> Come on, Moody, you need to get on, and we, we should do that for our Patreon episode. We'll see what Mr. at some Wilson point gives a score for. I don't know if I really want to go back and watch that though. <laughs> it is terrible. Um, yeah, I guess you were only for uh, was it Reptoids, Walk Among Us, and you were on uh, the one that you did. Um, we just did a John Link movie too. Uh, which which one was that? Was uh, it is Let Us Pray? Is that what Let Us Pray? Or? Yeah, which yeah, uh, got a pretty good, it. yeah. Oh, shit. that what did I give Let Us Pray? I didn't write it down. What the fuck? Oh, I give it a two, so write it down. Okay, you give it a two. I don't remember <laughs> yeah, what I, I gave it. it. I'll have to, uh, I'd have to go back and re listen to that. Fuck. I don't know why I didn't yeah, uh, Taylor write it down. I normally, too. yeah, Taylor, we've been trying to get her, but she's been busy so. Mm. we're back on but we will she wants to come back for next season for sure so anyway we are uh that's that's gonna be about wraps it up so was it 3.5 from paul 2.5 so that makes it what six right there right and two yeah, is six, so anytime you get a movie under eight. 10 that's generally a pretty good movie 
and eight. Mm -hmm. uh, so where where does that put us? Um, I think Ratfinkabubu was an eight. And the latter stink, which it is not a. Uh, if you're still listening to us, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to ask those questions to give people context. Like, right. you know, it was, you know, what is the worst and what is the best in your guys' opinion when you're giving these? So, uh, a, a better place got an eight. Um, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, kind of funny. They we're both tied up there. Hey, stop stabbing me and arcade. There you so, go. That seems to be a good, you know, group um, to be around. Uh, Dustin Hubbard gave uh, that a one. So that was, I think that was our first one mm -hmm. at that time. And because we never, we, we're really, res we're really reserved on ones. We don't, uh, we don't just give out ones. Gotta earn your one, baby. I know. It's Can something be... be so good? It's a zero. Ah, we have had one zero. Uh, and that was Paul, uh, John Johnson gave it a negative something, I think. Yeah. yeah you we... know, we we have bent the rules. Well, that's not a zero then. That'd be negative. That's one, a negative. negative. So we haven't got a zero, but we've gotten yeah. a. Uh, we treated uh, it like a zero though. We it's pretty much a zero because yeah. we don't we don't so, count it. You know, we bent whatever. the rules for him because we don't get very many things with with him anymore. Yeah, so if we get a chance case. to have him on the show, um, but we won't let him do that again. <laughs> like it's not going to be a common thing because then everybody will be asking. Us oh, trust me, the next movie I show him will not be zero worthy. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, well, everybody, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, thank you. This was so much fun. Uh, we will be back at probably next week i don't know i don't know the schedule right now because everything's so out of whack right now i know we'd have to be back so it's either it's going to be one of mine or one of paul's we'll see something like that yeah this this whole scheduling is kind of all over the place so we're kind of reviewing things i think this will be in july that this comes out so it's just it's july or august so we'll see have to consult the monkey i know we're we're my new fuzzy friend here that paul gave me Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I have him. I have him sitting up, watching us. So, Yay. yeah, I I, I have nothing to show. I'm sorry. You don't have any stuffed animals? No stuffies? No stuffies for John? I I I do up there. I have I have a few things. I I have a plushy Spider Man. Yay! Oh, nice. Well, there you go. Well, everybody, thank you guys so much for checking this out. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, join us next week for a brand new episode. Until then, everybody. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.